Welcome to The Skim, presented by Stellar. Your Wednesday is about to get a whole lot better. The Skim is your 30-minute celebrity gossip digest. From Hollywood to Hey You, social media to the small screen, listen up every Wednesday and you'll never be scratching your head when the WhatsApp is lit with news again. I'm Denise Curtin and I am joined by my gorgeous Rebecca Keane. Hiya, Rebecca. Hey, girl. Welcome to episode 10. We made it. I- we made it. And you know what, everyone listening? We've met up IRL. Yep. <laughs> yeah. We have. We have finally, oh God, me finally. and Rebecca have finally seen, finally seen our, each other face to face. And yeah, um, we really had a massive feud in the park, um, <laughs> properly fell out. So this is, this is our final episode, but no. You no. looked so cute. Like literally, I was, I was meeting Denise and the rest of the stellar team, like for the first time. I'd met Vicky before, obviously, but I hadn't met anyone else, but I was like sweating the night before. I was like, this needs to be the best outfit of my life. I was like, I'm going on like a first date with like 10 people. I was like, I'm not prepared for this, but now it actually went super well. God, I think we were there chatting for like two or three hours in the end. Yeah, we were. It was great. It was lovely to um, see the whole team and actually have an editorial meeting Mm -hmm. in person because all bar one of my editorial meetings, we had that that kind of like brief stint uh, last year when we could go into the office again. Um, All my editorial meetings like yours have been either over Zoom or just like digitally through emails. Mm. So it was lovely to just see everyone's face. And like you said, I felt like I was chatting to you on Bumble or something for like weeks being like, (laughs) you around to go cinema or something. (laughs) And then finally we're like, will we just meet in the park for like a can of Coke or something? Yeah, yeah, Uh, yeah. So it was, yeah, it was lovely. It was really, really nice. Um, Great to see everyone's faces again. I'm really enjoying this burst of life like coming mm. back getting to see people and have drinks and eat food and just you know immerse myself back into like public it's 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 fabulous mm-hmm. I'm like exhausted uh, I went um walking up or walking slash hiking the uh, Glendalock Spink I was reading your brilliant article in the newsletter about um taking a hike so I took a hike myself um but I'm feeling it still this week we, we did the second hardest route but um, I'm just finding after the weekends, like no matter whether it's a little walk or, you know, sitting in a park with a friend, like I'm exhausted come Monday or Tuesday because it's just like so much activity that I'm not used to. Yeah, it's like having one of those social hangovers, mm. you know, where you're actually just besides, you know, the alcohol, you're just actually wrecked from socializing and moving mm-hmm. and seeing people that you haven't seen in so long and just doing the whole catch up it's um yeah it is exhausting I'm not complaining because I mean you know we complained about being in lockdown so I'm not going to complain <laughs> about being out of it but it is tiring it absolutely is tiring it definitely takes its toll on on the owl body and mind but yeah um it's great it's just great to be it's great to be out in public again and it's great to see our, our new mag is on the shelves the new ish if you haven't picked it up yet it's a it's a stunning one yeah it's such a good issue oh my god I'm like I was like bursting at the seams like trying not to try not to spill the tea to everyone who was asking but no yeah I'm so I'm super delighted with it. the pets the pets pull out turned out so cute as well didn't it yeah, it did. So we have a, 
the pets, as I call it, VIP pets, <laughs> um, pull out inside, um, Stellar and VIP, um, this month. And it's just, it's got all pet friendly staycations, pictures of the cutest animals you've ever seen, celebrity interviews <laughs> with their animals as well. And yeah, it's, it's fabulous. It's so, so cute and, uh, definitely worth picking up if you, if you have a furry friend yourself. Um, yeah, yeah, it's very, very cute. But yeah, that new issue is on shelves now, 195 nationwide. If you haven't got your hands on it yet. So um, my heart cell is uh, Joe Exotic of Tiger King fame. Um, he's actually, I feel like I'm turning into like a business reporter for this podcast because last week I was like, Harry Styles, new line of business. And this week it's Joe Exotic. <laughs> <laughs> this is actually, I think it's actually see- a business podcast. <laughs> I think you're secretly getting a bit of spawn con on the side. Like you're not telling me about this. You're you're getting the bag and you're not having me in on it. Like these are hashtag ads right here. This is, this my, is illegal. This is my little side hustle <laughs> announcing people's business and I take a percentage of the profits. Um, but yeah, Tiger King's Joe Exotic, he's launching his own cannabis line. Um, and this is all while doing hard time in federal prison. So the Tiger King star cooked up the idea this cannabis line it's going to be like edibles you know any can- cannabis and thc products um he thought of it last july and the wheels have been in motion ever since his attorney brad small was talking to tmz and he said that they have a deal locked for joe to partner with tango hotel charlie group llc and canax limited to launch joe exotic cannabis um so yeah i mean he's in prison so the extent of promotional Activity is going to be pretty limited, but um, he's been directly involved in the business through calls and emails with his attorney. Um, so yeah, it's this like a gas. Um, like he's literally in prison, and like Joe Exotic in prison is doing more of his life than I am. Like, like I just don't understand how he's like securing these deals. You know, looking at prototypes, doing the marketing, the branding, everything for this brand new business while he's literally behind bars like how does that work like I just so crazy um it's so crazy imagine imagine if we had the skin brought to you by um Joe Exotic's (laughs) cannabis line I just think that would really just be iconic wouldn't it (laughs) well it would only work for people listening in like California Colorado and Oklahoma because that's the only uh, places that (laughs) THE is legal in so yeah in Ireland we wouldn't even be able to play the ad we'd like have like little Gardaí Shikana knocking on the door in fairness our biggest listenership is Oklahoma so that is good news um we'd really sell to the masses there but yeah that is mad um is it surprising absolutely not because I mean Joe Exotic and a cannabis line just seem like they go hand in hand with each other mm-hmm. uh but it's just gas that he's doing all of this from the jail cell like yeah it's like, like uh, it's like the Sopranos or something like there's like it's just bizarre that he's able to do all this but um he uh, is gonna to be fair, he's gonna um share uh, a portion of the profits towards captive tiger care. So I guess there's like a little bit of a positive, positive, positive tinge to it. But yeah, it's like bizarre that he is like literally in prison and is like, yeah, I'm gonna launch a weed line. Like, amazing. And but I also love that he's like, oh, a portion of it will go to <laughs> captive tiger care when he was so involved yeah. in like inhumane tiger shit for so many years yeah. and he's like oh I'll give like 10% bye <laughs> he's like when I finally get out of prison I don't want to be cancelled anymore so I better do the good work yeah. now. oh my god like shut up oh moving from one um <laughs> hilarious hard sell to a very very heartbreaking oh. one um 
So Keeping Up the Kardashians, as we all know, has finally come to an end. And not only is it hard for friends who love the show. Now, if you don't like the show, don't be like, oh, come here, more Kardashian <laughs> news. This is important, okay? This is this needs to be heard. Um, it's, yeah, it's hard to wave goodbye to the iconic series, but it also sees the end of Kim's marriage. And I just think it it's a really tough one because I won't lie, like I was never a major Kanye stan, but you can't help but feel emotional when she explains that the things that were missing from her relationship in the final episode were the little things that money can't buy, like constant connection and similarity. And she, she goes on about how she just wants to hang out with him. And she actually said a line and she's like, no, I don't want a husband that lives in a completely different state to me. I thought, oh my God, that's when we're getting on best, but it's sad to me. That's not what I want. And then she says, she says, I want someone that we have the same shows in common. I want someone that wants to work out with me every single day. Chloe and Tristan, like, I mean, they're no role mm. models, but she says, work out at 6 a.m. 6 a, 6 a. And I'm just turd wheeling for a, a good eight months in quarantine. I was so envious of that. I was like, wow, it's the little things I don't have. And I think that's really, really hard to hear because she even goes on about how fortunate she is that she has the absolute, best of the best of everything you know she's yeah. got private planes incredible companies a very very successful business but she's like I've no one to share all that success with she's like I am a mm-hmm. business but I've got no one in my personal life you know besides her kids to kind of share that happiness with and I think yeah it's really sad as well because you're coming to the end of the legacy of the show you know it was 20 seasons uh, 14 15 years and it's like you can look back and reflect on all the hard work you've done over all that time but at the end of it it's tough if you don't have someone to you know kind of cheers to that success mm-hmm. with it's 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 kind of like your whole life is your business yeah. um so yeah I thought that was really really sad really really sad to hear and obviously it was heartbreaking to watch the Kardashians come to an end because it's been my life since I was a teen. So it's 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 a sad one to wave goodbye to. I always kind of dipped in and out, but I'm like fully, I'm like, how do I book like a counselling session for both um, Vicky and Denise? Like, I don't think I'm actually, I'm nearly like thankful we're not in the office because I'm like, the emotion <laughs> is going to be emotion. so high from both of them, like with no. this finishing. Um, but no, I don't, like I, I you know, I would empathize and listen with the people who will say oh you know Kardashians it's all scripted and it's all shite but I think there is a special like authenticity authenticity to the women like because they while they do have all the like fame and riches and clothes and everything like that like at the end of the day they do just really care about family like I think if they did have to give it all up for each other they would and like any times I've watched the show where you know people have struggled to get pregnant or been cheated on and stuff like that like I am crying along with them even though I'm not the hugest fan or anything like that I, I think there is just something so warm and so real about them like they're willing to show you like anything for how many seasons is it now it must be like 20 or something is it 20 yeah we're, we're just on the 20th season yeah, yeah so um, yeah it, totally I think, I think it's really sad and you you get to see um, the family dynamic play out, mm. you know, whether or not you want to say their fights are scripted. It's still very relatable in a lot of aspects mm. to kind of, you know, the life we all live. You know, people get into fights, people share, you know, great bonding moments. People go on holidays together. People get unfortunately cheated mm. on. People find love again. You know, there's, there's a lot of uh, themes that run through the whole series that like we can all relate to. So I, I do love that too. But um, it's not over, over, over yet because we still have the reunion show with uh, Andy Cohen that's going to play out on June 18th and 21st. It's going to come in two parts because of course we're going to milk this show to death mm. until we <laughs> until we can get every last little drop in and I'm so here for that. So 
18th and 21st I think it's gonna be on Hey You then uh, a little while later on E but um yeah I'm 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 just sad what I'm most sad about right is usually when something big happens with the Kardashians and we see it play out on Instagram I'm always excited that I know in a couple of months time we'll get to Mm. see them talking about it in their show we'll get to see kind of behind the scenes of what's going on through the Mm -hmm. show but now if anything is happening, it's it, it's going to be kind of just the social media platform that we're going to have to kind of digest things from like every other celebrity. So I think that's kind of kind of like a hard cross to bear because I'm like, oh, I'm going to I'm going to miss kind of hearing them hash out what we saw a couple of months ago on social media. That's that that's the part about the Kardashians I loved that I will miss. Um but yeah, yeah, it's it's a it's a sad one. I won't lie, it's a sad one. But uh, we still have 18th and 21st of June. Put those dates in your diary if you're a Kardashian stan. If not, you can start listening again because I'm done talking about it. <laughs> I'm kind of <laughs> loving though that Andy, like from watching so many Real Housewives reunions, like even just like let's say series one, a reunion after that whole series, Andy has like his his arson fully ready of like the fiery juicy questions to ask so from the clips i've seen i'm i'm really excited for him to ask like 20 series worth of worth of juicy awkward questions you know but i think um whatever lighting or whatever it is for the union like they don't look great in clips they've already like chloe's hair and makeup is kind of messy uh I think the show usually it must be filmed with some kind of filter or something on it is it it's usually like quite soft oh. Absolutely. Mm. I always think that it's very, it's very kind of like, kind of, I don't know, there's like a kind of sunset haze yeah. is the it's best way to describe like it. It's definitely like Instagram, Instagram filtery vibe, but this reunion, it's yeah. like the, the bear nearly like, um, you know, the lighting on first dates when they do the confessional and yeah. it's like all the girls who have the lovely like lashes and tan on in the restaurant. It's like literally, it will show every pore and every nook and cranny. Yeah. Um, it's like, it's like when the lights come on in a club and you dive for the bin. <laughs> yeah. You're like, hide my head, hide my head, hide my head. It's very, it's very severe. Um, but what, like, has there been any spinoffs announced? Or like, I know I um, saw some rumour or something. I don't know. There's just like gossip. But um, the reason why Addison Ray is besties or hanging out at Courtney is because her and her family are going to be the new Kardashian show where it's like you know Addison is the Kim let's say and then it shows all her family's antics and stuff as they like negotiate being in the spotlight like has there been any truth to that or yeah I think there's Addison's um like visibility on the show is definitely strategic Mm -hmm. because the Kardashians have signed a deal with Hulu which means that they are changing platform they're heading over to Hulu to do a contract with them for more content now they didn't specify whether or not that's going to be a reality tv show if that's going to be um one or two of them venturing off doing kind of you know like makeup shows Mm -hmm. or you know like Scott to Six like uh flipping houses show or you know kind of particular projects but there is certainly going to be something to do with Hulu and Addison and the Kardashians 100 I could nearly bet my life on that like I think that it's gonna I for some reason because of the fact that Courtney's involved and she's so anti-reality TV I think there's going to be some maybe like wellness maybe um 
show where we're going to see what the hell is that thing called poosh like what even is poosh we're going to see poosh involved in some sort of kind of like avocado pudding eating <laughs> dancing tiktok you know if it's anything mindful. involving poosh i think it's going to be like devil wears prada where courtney is going to be like i'm i'm such a fucking girl boss but like it's actually like her her employees being like i literally hate this woman and i hate my life yeah, like if we had to do editorial meetings at the speed that Courtney talks at a push meeting, <laughs> we'd still be in the park since, what was it, last oh, Jesus, Wednesday. Yeah. She's like, so we literally need to plan things. <laughs> and it's like, oh my God, I'd draw blood quicker. Honestly, I would. Guys, um, I told you that a Tibetan monk has to bless my avocados before I make my pudding. <laughs> How hard is that to understand? Yeah, literally, literally, like, so, yeah, I think Addison is going to be pushing herself into um, some sort of... Pushing her way to Mars and back by the same thing. Yeah, she's going to be pushing her way into the spotlight of some new Hulu show involving the Kardashians. And it's great for the Kardashians. They're keeping relevant yeah. by implementing Addison, who's, you know, even younger than Kylie. Mm. And then they're also signing new deals and just, I don't know, like I always say, the devil works hard, but Kris Jenner works harder. So this is not the end of the Kardashians, but it is the end of keeping up as we know oh. it. Oh, Everyone, <laughs> uh, the crowd, our live audience. Oh, <laughs> moving from hard sells to things that we think are awful. <laughs> what, Before we start crying is, about the end of Keep It Up, let's get back to our bitchy selves. Let's get back to the things that just grind our mother effing gears. Uh, tell me, what are you rotting this week? Um, so what's rotten me is poor little um, Billie Eilish um, has been accused of queer baiting. Um, her new single, Lost Cause, um, there's like a gorgeous video and like her and all these um, girls, kind of like summer party vibes. They're all in like neutrals, but they're just, you know, dancing and like having a good time. But um, she posted a still from the video and the caption was, I love girls. So uh, Twitter obviously read into this and was like, oh, this is Billy coming out, even though like she's been spotted with this actor, Matthew Tyler Voice. They've actually been seen together like a good few times and um, they were getting cozy at Disneyland this week. So I think a lot of fans just want her to be gay or want her to come out like they're like they have no time for her hanging out with this man. So, um, yeah, the hashtag you like girls was trending on Sunday with a lot of people just saying like it's problematic that she's pretending to be gay or something or I, I don't know something like like it's literally a very innocent video it's not as if she's doing like Katy Perry um like his girl or anything it's literally just girls dancing around the house but um yeah it's just 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 a mess really I'm just not wouldn't, not impressed wouldn't you hate to be a celebrity though yeah. wouldn't you actually hate to be a celebrity in today's modern world like you could actually tweet anything and then people are like that's actually very problematic it's like I tweeted four words yeah three words I love girls I like girls what did you say I love, I love girls. girls it's literally and like it's it stills from the video that she did so it's like we like for god's sake I just I just feel like it's too it's too much like it's it's just why everyone is just bored and is like oh yeah let's just make this up or try cancel someone else like it makes no sense I just think granted we're talking about things that rot us so we are talking about things we hate too but I just think it's so problematic that people feed into 
things that they believe are problematic without any context as to what's going on. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's like you see her tweet something that is clearly in relation to a song and all of a sudden she's queer bashing. Yeah. Like, I, I just don't know. You're, you're given an inch and you take a mile out of bloody the atmosphere. Mm. I just don't understand why this happens. I even saw now, I know Kevin Hart can be hella problematic himself at mm. times, but he was even um, talking there recently about cancel culture and he was like, nobody can like even say anything that's even remotely, you know, like off the run of the track mm-hmm. because people just jump on it like hyenas. And then because some people start, you know, expanding what they think it means, other people then feed into these explanations and grow on that. Yeah. And just, it, you just have this pile of shit before you know yeah, it. Yeah. Like, I just think it's so ridiculous. But poor little wee Billy, she's only tweeting about a song and she gets absolutely torn apart yeah I'm like Chris Crocker I'm like leave Billy alone leave Billy alone like what has Billy ever done to any of us like she's only been a nice little girlene mm. up until now so just I think leave Billy alone unless Billy says something that's actually realistically controversial yeah, no I'm, know what I'm saying I'm about that. um uh, but yeah on a different note um uh, my heart of the week is that Mark Ronson and Meryl Streep's daughter Grace Gummer are engaged um so I, I just find this absolutely so was celebrity crossovers like, I just I love a celebrity crossover it's so bizarre um, but Grace is actually an actor in, in her own right she's appeared in TV series Mr. Robot and film um, Jenny's Wedding that had like Catherine Heigl and Alexis um, Breedland in it but uh, Bronson and Gummer have been dating since September 2020 and um Mark went on the Fader Uncovered podcast um, he was uh, doing an interview with Tame Palace. so um, he just mentioned I got engaged last weekend and they were listening to Tame Impala's album Inner Speaker when they got engaged. Now, um, Tame Impala, like I'm obsessed with Tame Impala. So I'm like, universe, like send me, send me someone who's going to propose to me while listening to Tame Impala. I'm like literally I'm so delighted for them. They're also so fucking jealous. Um, that was a, that was a quick relationship as well. When September, 2020, there were pictures um, hanging out in September, 2020. And then I think they were maybe together a couple of months before that, but yeah, that's still quite, okay. That's still quite uh, quick. It's a fast turnover. Um, Grace Streep though is the absolute bop off the mind, isn't she? She she looks like all of Meryl Streep's daughters, like literally look exactly like her. It's crazy. Like, she's just the image. If she had blonde hair, I mean, she would be identical to the mom. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's that's gas. I'm always like, how random though? Like, Mark Ronson and, and Merle Streep's daughter, like, that's just mad. But also, Grace Scummer, sorry, her name's not even Grace Streep. Me like Grace Streep, it has Grace to be the mom's name. Grace Scummer. Um, she, yeah, it's just gas. I just love, when I hear about random celebrities that I would never have thought even knew each other together, I'm like... Where have you been? Where have I been? Living under a rock? Mm. Love it. Love well, it. Love Mark it. Mark Ronson is like English, but he would always be, he's done loads of songs with like M.O. and um, loads of the, like Miley Cyrus and stuff. So he's, he'd always be hanging out. Yeah, of, Bruno Maris as well. Yeah, he'd always be hanging out of LA and Hollywood. So like, that's obviously the hotspot to really meet um, anyone, anyone famous or anyone. Um, yeah. I'm just loving like the idea of Meryl Streep as your mother-in-law. Like, <laughs> imagine you like showed her the ring and she was like, Diamonds for spring, groundbreaking. And you just be like, oh. how much would you love to go to like an after party or like 
just go out like on a night drinking with Meryl Streep. Like I just think she would be loose. Yeah. She would be so much fun. She'd be getting on tables. She'd be dancing. She'd be ordering bottles. She'd be just, I think she'd be such a laugh. <laughs> yeah. The, uh, the cast of um, ABBA were drinking some like, um, it's like a Greek uh, spirit or something, but the, like they were filming during the summer and they apparently they were just like drunk the whole time. Like, um, Julie Andrews and um, Christine, uh, sorry, Julie Walters and Christine Baranson or something. Um, you know, the girls who played Don on the Dynamos, I'd say they were the fucking best crack ever. Just like pissed, run around an island. Like. Yeah, I love that you said the cast of ABBA as well. Oh no. <laughs> cast of ABBA. It's like the cast of ABBA, like the band, the cast of Little Mix, the cast of ABBA. Um, oh yeah, the Mamma Mia. Yeah, see, I'm imagining... Mama Mia and Meryl Streep like on a night out and I just think she'd be dancing around skipping doing sidesteps like she'd just be such a laugh in those you know those denim overalls mm. I'm just like oh queen queen um, so my hot and rots for the week so my rot is um, the Sex and the City gals as we have seen um, the reboot is coming uh, it's called And Just Like That and they've released the first picture of them kind of reunited together but obviously we are missing Samantha Jones. Kim Cattrall isn't there. And I'm just finding it increasingly difficult to deal with the fact that it's like any form of reboot is happening without her. I'm like, it's the quartet. It's the four of them for life. And granted, they're like, you know, not all friendships always stay and, you know, life moves on. And it's it's kind of to depict how like time can move on and not everyone will always stay together living in New York or whatever mm-hmm. city you're in. Granted, that makes sense. But at the same time, if you're coming back to do anything remotely the same, it is hard when it doesn't feature all the gals. So yeah, um, I'm just kind of like, oh, I hate that she's not in it. So I'm kind of rotted over that. Now we do know that we are going to have Big is back as well as like there's talks that Miranda's husband, Steve, will be back Mm -hmm. as well as a few other men associated with our favourite New Yorkers. But yeah, I'm just kind of like, I don't know. I'm kind of on edge about this show. Obviously, I love Sex the City, so I'm thrilled to see it um return and we're going to get 10 episodes hbo max the same as the friends reunion hbo is just absolutely milking (laughs) those reboot shows it's really it's it's really here for a bit of 90s nostalgia but um yeah, I don't know what to expect. I'm scared. I'm nervous. I'm apprehensive. I only actually watched Sex and the City for the very first time over lockdown one. So <laughs> I'm like, I'm a newbie to it and I'm already like sweating from the pits because I'm just like, if Kim's not in it, mm, I don't know. Yeah, I even, grant, granted even there's a name, like I'd obviously heard about this uh, reboot, but I didn't know that. And just like that was even the name. Like I, I saw some article earlier and it was like, so-and-so is going to be on just like that. And I was like, was that a film I don't even know what this is so um yeah I'd say they were kind of cautious to even brand it as Sex and the City because there was such uproar when Kim Cattrall wasn't going to be a part of it in the first place they were like oh we need to move this away a little a little more from the original yeah and I just feel like we're not really being fed much information about it everything's a bit cryptic I feel like everyone's a bit on edge because of the fact she's not coming back they're kind of like oh don't give away too much because, you know, like everything, we kind of would overfeed into it. But I'm just kind of like, I'm nervous and I'm apprehensive because I feel like we're in the dark about what the hell is going on with the show. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, they were, there was even talks that um, Kim Cattrall was going to get replaced by Patrick Dempsey as like the new Samantha. And I'm Jesus. like, no, why? Well, he's in Ireland now. He lives over he's in, in Holt. He's not, <laughs> he's not coming back. He ain't coming back. Um but yeah, we don't even have a date yet for And Just Like That. So look again, 
who knows what's going to happen with that crack. But um, I'm excited for it, but but very nervous. Um, so yeah, that's my that's my rot of the week. Moving on to my hot. My hot is kind of like a bit of a shocking story, but it's my hot because I just think it's iconic behavior. So um, it's Ewan McGregor's daughter, Clara McGregor. She rocked up to a premiere there uh, for her new flick, The Birthday Cake, which stars her dad. Um, and she produced it 30 minutes, right, after getting mauled by a dog. So she oh, walked the red carpet 30 minutes after literally getting her face slashed open by a madra. Um, you can see her covered in cuts on the red carpet. And she shared a like picture from... Um, a hospital bed where she's giving the middle finger but smiling and then 30 minutes later she's on a red carpet with cuts on her face in a Fendi suit beachy hair radiant skin smiling with like bloody cuts down her nose and her cheeks I'm like oh my god how how I I don't know why I don't know how or why but she's like rocking it like her hair her hair her skin her brows everything is absolutely perfect there's just a small smatter of blood it nearly looks like she's a model on a catwalk and this like the designer had this vision but like the suit is stunning like oh I just like there's just something about Hollywood people their skin just doesn't look the same as ours like they just never have and they never will like she is stunning it's it's like she's pure clean of makeup but she's absolutely stunning with a couple of red bits on her face oh she's killing it like if I had my period on the day (laughs) of the premiere I would be not going let alone getting viciously mauled by a dog half an hour before having to go to a red carpet for a film I produced like I just think that is that's when you're a full-blown trooper like she must be hard as bloody nails like her dad because the fact that she's just like she's clearly in pain you know what I mean if you're getting if you got bit by a dog you're definitely in bits yeah and she's just there smiling like she's actually giving a, a smize on the on the oh red carpet God. like not when a, you get not a bloody get bitten by a dog at five with the red carpet at six like literally Lit- literally literally and the cuts are so well like kind of cleaned mm. up and i don't know is there a bit of highlight on them or something but they pop in <laughs> they pop in she's off. gonna be in her next job <laughs> interview they'll be like can you tell us a time of when you were uh resilient or when you um, went far above your your station or something. She'd be like, oh, well, actually, here, the, if you just Google image my name, you'll see a shitload of pictures of me with a cut on my face attending a red carpet. And they'll be like, okay, you're hired. Like, she could go on The Apprentice after this. No, totally. And I'd say Fendi are absolutely Delire as well, because obviously oh, the picture yeah. is trending. It's a stunning um, suit, And, though. you know, it's a stunning suit. And, like, would that picture trend if she didn't get mauled by a dog? Maybe not. <laughs> so it's really adding to the aesthetic. So kudos to her because it was a great it was a great move it was a great marketing move and also obviously she it's a hot because we're glad she's okay <laughs> you know yeah, we're thrilled that God, she Jesus. made it in one piece I suppose to end things off I'll have to do my TikTok trend of the week I think next week we're going to give you this segment I think it's time me yeah I'm you graduated. I say me as if there's like a third uh, like sorry the producer with his mic off um, Denise is talking to him yeah. <laughs> me I'm like of course me yeah <laughs> me no like- I'll have to I'm getting <laughs> who me um, yeah no I'm getting a little bit more into it so um, I'll have to take the plunge and um, and do it for once yeah no I'm really excited I think you're ready I think you've all the TikTok experience that you need to take over the slot, even just for one week. Let's get, let's a little bit of teething room and see how, how the listeners, um, we'll put up a poll being like, can Rebecca do it again? If you get cancelled, then obviously I'll have to take it back. <laughs> but if they enjoy it, you can definitely do it more, you yeah, know? Yeah. Um, 
so yeah, the trend of the week has to be the hilarious. Now, this is quite niche to TikTok. So if you're not on TikTok, you might be like, what the hell is she talking about? Apologies. This is my second time doing it this week. <laughs> if you hated the Kardashians and now you're not niche to TikTok, you're going to be like, I hate Denise. Um, but it has to be the hilarious impersonation of TikToker and internet personality Tana Mongu talking to the paparazzi about who she thought would win the big TikTok versus YouTube social club fight in Miami over the weekend. So just a bit of background on it. I don't know if you saw it, but Bryce Hall and Austin McBroom took to the ring as this in this kind of social fight called TikTokers versus YouTubers, where on the cards they had various TikTokers fighting various YouTubers to see which was the better social platform. I know it's it's bonkers. <laughs> but anyway, before the fight, um, Tana was speaking to paparazzi and they said to her, who do you think is going to win? Is it going to be the big fight? Is it going to be Bryce Hall, who's a TikToker, Aston McBroom? And she goes, it's not my beef, but we team Bryce out here. Even the paparazzi team Bryce on God. And now the way she says it and the way she kind of turns around and flicks her hair and kind of walks off is just so hilarious that people keep recreating the conversation with paparazzi on TikTok. And you know when people add legs to something being like, no, she flicked her hair like this way and it gets so blown out of proportion that it just starts to look like a hilarious skit. That's what's happening now. And um, yeah, it's just brilliant. My whole FYP at the moment on TikTok, which is the For You page, is all people's impersonations of Tana Mongu talking to the paparazzi and it's so, so good. Um, she is like perfect fodder for like, um, she's the one who like got married to the, the blondie fella for like, fucking two weeks the blandy fella yeah she's the one that married jake paul for like this kind of bizarre yeah. stint as well but yeah she's great she's a great um social personality to follow because she's just so wild mm. and kind of like batshit crazy but um yeah so she was impersonated she wasn't impersonating people are impersonating her um and as we all know she thought that bryce would win but bryce lost the fight to austin mcbroom proving that youtube beats tiktok or some something like this um i think after three rounds so yeah that's your that's your bit of tiktok tea there it's very niche to tiktok but those who are on the platform will know how bloody hilarious that impersonation is if you haven't seen it yet just type in tanamangu onto tiktok and you will see the whole trend there it's it's so so good yeah even even you just like um doing the impression is hilarious to me so i'm like i can only imagine how savage the um original one was yeah was i doing it drunk around drury street and fade street all saturday and sunday yes i was was i stopping random people saying team bryce on god yes i was um Am I ashamed of myself being 27 years old that I'm talking about um, 18 and 19 year old uh, social media personality boxers? Yes, I am very embarrassed, but we live, we move, we strive. If you saw me quoting Tana Mongo and Tab this weekend, no, you didn't. (laughs) Yeah. And walking like, I don't know, I had a pole up my ass, like I'm waddling, walking around. Like, why am I putting on a fake walk? I don't know. Who knows? Who knows anything? But I did... I did wake up in chronic fear and also had a lot of videos that I never wanted to ever exist again. So, yeah, Um, if you want to look up the trend of people who are doing it that aren't ashamed of their lives, um, it's on TikTok. (laughs) Just search Tana Mongu's name and you'll see them on there. It's absolutely hilarious. Oh, my God, I think I'm going to pass away um, laughing. I know that you said that so (laughs) drolly. I think I'm going to pass away from laughing. Like, all right, girl. Oh, my God. Okay, should we wrap it up for this week? I think we should wrap it up. I think we I think we've said mm-hmm. enough. I think it's time to to lie down maybe for 20 we left minutes. Them with a good um, 
we left them. Yeah, we really did. Um, thank you again for listening to another episode. Um, if you are enjoying the show, of course, give it a like, give it a follow, subscribe, set an alert for when the next episode drops. And of course, tell all your friends, message us, telling us how great you think we are and everything you possibly can. Because yeah, we, um, we're thrilled to see how many people are listening and how many people are loving the show because it, it truly, it makes our day. Yeah, it really, really does. Brilliant. Thanks so much. And yeah, we will see you same time, same place next week. Bye. Bye.